everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 18, and if you keep track, this is Episode 68, if you're counting from the beginning. I'm Craig. I am Britt. Uh, Britt, we're back, and tonight's Halloween. Happy Halloween, Craig. Thank you. Happy Halloween to you. So we're sitting in your studio. What are the odds we're going to get some trick-or-treaters tonight? I like to preface this that I've we've lived in this condo for like 10 years. Yeah. We first moved in. We thought we were going to get a lot of trick-or-treaters. It's a pretty open complex. It's it got is. all the it's, doors are outward facing. Yep, it's one it's big set parking up, but lot. The only thing is, though, it's set out from the street. Yeah. You so can. you have to go into the parking lot. Yes. Generally, people don't come in here, but there were a couple of years where we did have people, and we didn't buy candy, and then we did buy candy. No one showed up. But the last couple of years, no one has showed up. Ever. Never. Nothing. So the doorbell is going to ring like four times while we're yes, recording. Yes, and actually, before we started, the doorbell rang once. Yes. So that's that'll <laughs> so be that's that'll a good be sign. fun. So the over under on the doorbell ringing is three, <laughs> and uh, Craig is saying historically this is a safe under bet. But we'll historically, but well, you never know with this year. Hey, listen, in honor of Halloween, I'm going to change things up tonight. Yeah, we're going to change just change things up. Yep. So before we go any further, yes, I have a question for you. Okay. Would you like your trick first? Or your treat first? Ooh, I think my treat. Everybody says treat, right? Nobody ever says they want the trick first. Right, usually. So the treat is we have a new beer to try. It's sitting over next to you in a god-awful orange-looking can. You know, and I didn't even think we were going to drink this on Halloween, but I guess it fits. Well, I also brought some Rosemary's Baby because you cannot record on Halloween without Rhodes That Mary's is baby. correct. So we'll we'll try this and then we'll have some some pumpkin ale, not the pumpkin ale we drank last week. Dear God, no. By the way, Cinch wants us to get us get him a bottle of that. Oh, okay. He's intrigued. He, he, All right. He, so he's listening to the podcast on Monday and he's texting me and he's like, "I need to find that beer." And I'm like, "The one we couldn't finish?" And he's like, "Yeah, I need that beer." And I'm like, "Why?" All right. I mean, if he drinks it like whiskey, puts it on the rocks maybe <laughs> he does like stronger flavored beers so this, i wouldn't be surprised if this is probably the strong that's probably the strongest flavored beer i've it's not even strongest had. flavored it was just pure alcohol tasting yeah yeah i mean yeah. Oh. Anyway. all right so this is an orange can this is by yes. otter creek brewing company they okay. are in vermont i was gonna say they're semi-local yeah a couple not a couple vermont. hours but yeah. not it's not far uh so this is backseat burner and it's got IPA. a little picture of like an old timey Volkswagen bus on it with a dog in the door with a dog hanging out the door like, hey, what's up? Yep. So, yeah. So let's see what this we're going to crack this open here. All right. Crack that bad boy open and pour me just a little bit of it. I don't really oh, want to talk because I got the so copyrighted the uh, uh, yeah. call here. So uh, while while Craig is doing that and getting the beer out of the can, a quick congratulations. Well, first off, hi to Deb, as always. Um, Craig would yell hi, Deb, but he's backed away from the mic right now as he pours the beer. Um, you know, liquid electronics. Yeah, it's not, not a good fit. Uh, a big congratulations to our buddy, Sean. The, the wedding happened. Uh, we were there. Um, there is video evidence of me dancing and freaking out Craig with my dancing. Maybe someday we'll share that on the Twitter account. Um, maybe we won't because I dance like a white guy. And, <laughs> you know, hi, Deb. So hi to Deb. All right. So is there any sort of description on the can for this thing? Uh, says from our stash to your glass, packed with tight, packed tight with Citra, Simcoe, and Cascade hops. Okay, let's let's go untapped on this guy really quick. Push before we try it. Sure. It's called Backstreet Burner. Mm-hmm. Let me see what the B-E-R-N-E-R. most common R N E R back back seat right back seat. Not overly hoppy on the nose. Okay. But very Ooh. citrusy. Oh. What's the date on the can? According to this, this is no longer in production. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I mean, there's a big bar on here that says no longer in production. Uh oh. 
How old is this beer? I don't know. Okay. All right. So uh, Style Guide IPA, the first year-round IPA in Otter Creek Uh-oh. history. Well, get, apparently not anymore. Backstreet Burner's an American beauty that's loaded with juicy wow. hops. Now, I think I found the date. Yeah. So, and you know what? We are over two new beers. Yeah. We might go over three. Yeah. Um, the printing on the bottom of this can, which I did not see when I bought it. Yeah. Uh, it's 10 6 17. So this beer's a year and a half old. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll drink it anyway. I mean, it's not. Uh, clocks in 7% ABV with 68 IBUs. So it's a little bit sharper than your average beer. Let's see what this bad boy comes in. All Let's right, see. Brit's trying it first. Okay. Very hoppy nose. That could also be whatever's been growing in this, but oh, the alcohol kills it. <laughs> There's something there's something citrusy. Did you say there was a citrus hops in this? Yes. I can't place it. Okay. There's something very citrus about the nose. All right, here we go. All right. He's thinking about it. He's blinking. He can still see. Okay. Woo. Oh, he's still thinking. I get a strong blast of citrus I can't quite place. It's almost grapefruity up front. And then the moment that subsides, the hops bust through that citrus flavor like the Kool-Aid man coming through oh, the wall. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so I want you to imagine this. So a bunch of baby oranges, while Craig sticks his nose and it goes to taste, a bunch of baby oranges are playing in like a nursery. And then all of a sudden, a giant hops comes busting through the wall and screams, oh, yeah. That's the best way to describe this beer. Oh, yeah. It's very smooth. It's, like, it's tangerine. That's it. It's got to be tangerine. It's tangerine. But it's, it's deceptive in that it's, it's like really light and smooth up front. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it just smacks you in the face. Interesting. Yeah, it's definitely tangerine. I wonder why this is no longer in production. That makes me sad. Sad. Makes me sad. Otter Creek, if you're listening to us, let us know what the hell. Yeah. Yeah. What's up with that? All right, one more sip of this, and it's time to move to the Rosemary's Baby. (laughs) Ah, it's Halloween. Can't drink a pumpkin beer on Halloween, right? Right. All right, let's open some baby. Here it comes. There we go. (laughs) All right. So. All right. You had your treat. I did. Now comes the trick part of our Halloween oh, special. There will rock. be no burning hot take questions <laughs> this week. None. Nope. I am eliminating the segment for a special Halloween trick or treat evaluation. I sent out to the Fig Nuts faithful, Fig Nation, uh, a question today. What player are you most unsure about? The guy who could be really good or really disappointing. Okay. And we will discuss... Mm-hmm. And our friends and folks who have been on the show had responded. Um, I realize now that we didn't reach out to Keith, so I apologize to Keith. <clears throat> but uh, I have a couple of names. All right. So I'm going to toss them out to you. Craig, you tell okay. me if this person is going to be, if the average fantasy owner opens up their bag tomorrow morning and finds this player is now on their team. Okay. Are they in for a trick for the rest of the year, or are they going to be treated the rest of the year? Okay. Let's start with the one I put on the list. All right. Adrian Peterson. Now, before you get to your answer, Adrian Peterson, semi-retired a year ago. He did. Struggled to find a team. He didn't want to be semi-retired, but he was yep. one foot out he the door. Tried uh, New Orleans, but right. didn't, didn't really fit Didn't in. go well. Oh. Oh? Oh, sorry. Breaking news. Uh, Maryland just fired its football coach, so. Oh, all right then. There you go. So now you know exactly when we record this because that just happened. (laughs) Um, So he he gets his chance in Washington. Uh, What's his name? Who's that guy? Bibbs? Gets injured. No, No, the, the, the rookie, Geis. Geis. Geis gets injured and it opens up a door and he has been solid. He has not been spectacular. I nope. think he's probably like RB 15 to 20, but he's a decent he's RB 2. 
Yeah, or a good flex. Right, or a fantastic flex option, which is what we've been using him as in our uh, podcasters league with uh, the football fanatics. So, Craig, for the rest of the year, we're, we're halfway through the season. We're we are. through eight this weeks. Is week, week nine we're going yeah. into. Is Adrian Peterson going to provide a trick for owners or a treat? If he stays healthy, because he did have, he was banged up a few weeks ago. This is all ago. presuming that health he, nothing, remains. He, he doesn't break. Uh, I he say he's a definite treat. I mean, he's Washington's in first place in the NFC East, which he, is really weird to say because the NFC East is a mess. But and they're like three and four, aren't they? <laughs> or the other way around, four and three, yeah. yeah. But he's been he's good. been solid fantasy wise. He's their he's their feature back now. You know, yeah. there's, there's not a lot of teams that have a fe- you know a set feature back anymore. It's a lot well, of them. They still do have Capri Bebs. They do, but they don't. He's very situational. He and doesn't come in and out like you know Kamara and Ingram, who are always switching. Right, and they're trying to really invigorate the pass game there. So it's not like they're solely dependent on one side or the other. No, especially with him, it allows them to pass more. I agree. I think he's going to be a treat for fantasy owners. And here's the thing. You he was paid, one of our sleeper picks. Yes, you paid virtually nothing for him. You either nope. got him off the waiver wire or you got him late in the draft. I think we got him in like the eighth or ninth round I was of like, the you know what? Let's draft. just take him. <laughs> yeah, he was there. We needed a backup running back. And at that point, we we're like, all right, we've got three running backs in the stable. We need a fourth. He's sitting there. He's a high upside guy that I have no problem dropping into the waiver wire if I need to. Let's do it. So, okay. Definite treat. Okay. Trick or treat, Craig. All right. You open the door and standing there is Marlon Mack from the Indianapolis Colts. Missed two games recently because of injury, but in the two games since he returned from injury, he has averaged about 135 yards a game. Yeah, he has been plus like 25 in a PPR in both or more. I think we're probably close to the plus 30 in a PPR in both those weeks. Is he a trick or a treat? You know, same kind of thing, providing health stays Yes. There. We're taking injuries out of the equation. <clears throat> uh, I would say as of right now, considering the, his last two weeks, he'd be a treat. I'm going to go trick. All right. I don't think Marley Mack is a feature back. I think. You both. don't think he can keep up the production? Agreed. His first couple weeks. They do, well, that's right. They do have Himes behind him. That's it. And they have Naheen Himes. Um, so the other part of it is that his first couple weeks, he was very average. I think his first, his week one, he didn't play. Week two, he had like five points. Week three, he had like nine points. Then the injury flares up, and he comes goes misses two games. He comes back from the bye, and all of a sudden, it's boom, out the, out the gate. I don't think he's going to be able to keep this production up. I don't think he is a long-term feature back type. So I'm going to go trick Fair. on Marlon Mack. Now, I'm also a Naheem Hines owner. You are. <clears throat> so, I did have Wilkins for a while, too. So. Yeah. I like Hines. I think Hines is going to be the future of that team. But so, I mean, that that's maybe clouding my judgment there. But there was another right. one. One more. Crap. Oh, James Conner. James Conner. Is standing at your door and he says, trick or treat. Craig, rest of the season. James Conner, trick or treat. Uh, well, I am personally convinced that Bell is not going to play for the Steelers ever again. Even if he comes back in week 11, he's not going to play. He's going to have a mysterious stomach flu for six weeks. He's not going to risk the rest of his career to play for a team he doesn't want to be in. I, th- I think that was a knock at the door. No, no, that was just downstairs. Oh, okay. I thought that was because I am <laughs> nope. keeping track. The over under three. <laughs> All right, go on. Um, so I think Connor for me was a would be a treat. I am gonna say trick because I do think he has to show up no later. He has to be yeah, on the eligible roster. Right. He has to. Bell has to show up. Doesn't mean he's gonna play. But that's oh, the I'm coach's gonna get, decision. He's gonna be benched for disciplinary reasons. Ooh, he's late to a meeting. 
He showed he's but on the team. He's not. He's going to go in for a kickoff. So you're you're saying he's going to put himself in that position, or Tomlin's going to punish him for Both. missing here? Both. He can't afford to put himself in that position. It has to look like Tomlin's doing it. And Tomlin's not going to put himself in that position. Tomlin's going to put him on the field. You're right. I wish Tomlin would. I wish Tomlin would do that. But we've already seen Tomlin doesn't have any control over this team. He has none. That's he has true. No control over this team. They rant, they rave. When they win, everybody loves each other. When they lose, like they're doing now, everybody hates each other and everybody points fingers at each other. Drama. It's drama. So he's going to show up in week August. 11. He may be inactive in week 11, but he'll play week 12. And he'll play from then on because he has to. Because if he does not step on the field, no one is going to shell out the money he's asking for. Don't forget, he's turning to... That was a That's knock. one. All right, that's one. That counts. All right. Um... <laughs> He's not going to No one's going to shell out the money he's asking for if he doesn't show in something this year. He, they're just True. not. Yeah, but I still, I just think that he's not going to. All right, so he goes out there for two plays and, oh, I stretched my groin. Then people aren't going to pay him next year and he knows that. Mm. You sat around for the first half of the season and now you're going to claim injury? What were you doing during your offseason? What were you doing? He was at Dairy Queen, clearly. Yeah. What were you doing during the holdout? You're sitting around, sitting around eating Cheetos? Because you should have been working out and getting strength conditioning done. You should be fresh as a freaking daisy right now. And that's how teams are going to look Can at you it. Can you imagine that he goes in for one play and he tears his knee? <laughs> He's going to flip people <laughs> off in the cart? Yep. <laughs> so I'm going to say Connor's going to be a trick because the Steelers cannot bench him. Not with how they're playing. And he can't afford to go out there and not perform if he wants to get paid right, so next year. you don't year. think the Steelers will just switch them, like have Bell go in for a play and just put in Connor most of the time? No, no, because then that looks bad on the Pittsburgh Steelers and it fuels Le'Veon Bell's, you know, it, it, it justifies Le'Veon Bell's holdout. And that's the last thing the Steelers ever want to do is justify the holdout. So, okay, so there is your trick or treat Halloween segment. We're into week nine. We are. And let's go to America's favorite game. All right. All right. Sorry about that. I was just pulling it up. And the reason we're doing this before we talk about the DFS picks is because over-unders are essential to DFS. Yes. High over-unders indicate high Generally. scoring. Yes. High scoring equals a lot of fantasy points, so this matters. It's easier for us to talk about DFS and justify things afterwards with this. Craig. Okay. I have in front of me the Week 9 over-unders. All right. The goalposts are eternally moving. Of course. So I took the three lowest and the three highest games. Okay. Do you wish to start with low or with high? Uh, let's go with low. Okay. The lowest, the, the range okay. is 41 to 46. <laughs> All right. There are no games with over-unders lower than 41. Okay. So between there are three games with over-unders between 41 and 46. I want okay. you to tell me what three games, and they have three strikes. There are exceptions this week. All right. Chicago at Buffalo has no over-under. That really? would definitely be on the lower side, in my opinion. All right. And Green Bay at New England, which is going to be a 55-54 shootout. Has nothing. Has no over-under. Okay. Chicago-Buffalo has no line whatsoever. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because of the quarterback issues in Buffalo. I have no idea. Maybe. But there are three games on the schedule. Okay. Between 41 and 46. All right. Three strikes. Go. Uh, Titans-Cowboys. Tennessee and Dallas. Yes, that's the 41. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Another game, huh? Yep, there's two Jets, more. Jets, Dolphins. Jets, Dolphins is a 45. Ding, 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 ding. Miami, by the way, is a three-point favorite in that game. That yeah, blows the Dolphins, my mind. Dolphins are going to win. Uh, Raiders, 49ers. 
Raiders and 49ers. Oakland, where are you? Oakland at San Francisco is a 46 and a half. No, Ooh. strike one. Let's see who else you missed by half here. a point. I did. Half a point you missed by. You got the 41, you got the 45. There's one game out there at 46. Uh, Charter Seahawks. Chargers at Seattle is a 48. Strike two. Ooh, that's way off. Well, no, it's really only off by two I guess points. Really. Yeah, I guess yeah, not. No. Yeah, no. All right, one more, huh? Yes, sir. This is always a harder one. Uh, let's go, man, not good. Let's go Steelers-Ravens. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. The pitch comes in. The ump tenses up, and he punches out Craig looking. Over-under on the Pittsburgh versus Baltimore game is 47, and Craig Damn. strikes out on the unders. The one you missed, yep. Houston at Denver <clears throat> is a 46. Really? 46. Huh. Do you remember when 46 was, was considered a high, high over-under? you randomly get a 52 game? <laughs> yes, randomly, yeah. Well, then brace yourself because you <laughs> struck out on the lows, but here come the high. All right. Your range... <laughs> Is 51 and a half to 60 to 60. Oh, God. There is a game with an over under of 60. Uh, that would be the Rams Saints. Rams and New Orleans is an over under of 60. New Orleans is a one point favorite at home. One point. That means, according to Vegas, this game is around 31 29. Yeah, I can see that. I know that's two points. I just don't do half points. I mean, it's yeah, that's yeah. silly. But yes, so ding, ding, ding. You got that one right. All right, let's go Vikings-Lions. Uh, where is the Vikings and the Lions? Or Lions at Vikings. Oh, so it's Detroit at? Detroit at Minnesota is a 50 and a half, so no, strike Ooh. one. Uh, let's go Chiefs-Browns. Kansas City at Cleveland is a 51 and a half. That's the lowest one on your list. Kansas City's a nine-point favorite. Really? So let's do some math real quick. That's basically roughly 26 points, four and a half. So that's 31-20? No, that's too no. many. 30-21. 30-21? you think Cleveland can score 21 points against Kansas City? Their defense is looking better. True. I might take the under in that game. but Okay, but you're right. That's the second one. All right. The third and final uh, Falcons, one. Falcons, Redskins. Atlanta at Washington is a 47 and a half. Really? I would take the over on that yes, all definitely. day long. Definitely. Like a person at a fried chicken buffet, I'll take it all day <laughs> long. For, no way. There's no um, way. Wow, there's really not that many That's games straight left. two. So let's go uh, Bucks at Panthers. Bucks at Panthers is correct. That's a 54. <laughs> so you're telling me Tampa Bay at Carolina has a better combined tonal than Atlanta at Washington. That's what Vegas is telling you. Yes, that's what Vegas is telling me. So this week, just to put it in perspective, we had one, two, three, four games over 50, no games under 41, and almost everyone was around 45. That's crazy. Do you remember when we first started doing this? It was everything under 30 and over 40. Yeah. And now we we don't have anything under 41. Scoring is up, folks. Scoring is way up. NFL's guys of safety. So, all right, so before we transition out of this, yeah, the three games with the lowest over-unders, historically, those are games you want to avoid in fantasy. Right. Which one of these three games you actually like, wait a minute, no, I'm going to use the guys in that game. Jets at Miami? Are those are the DFS guys burning at you in Jets at Miami? And we're not talking no. about value, just the names off the top of your head. Houston at Denver? No. Will Fuller's on me. DeAndre Hopkins. Lamar Miller's been hot, but I, I know. Well, Thomas is switching teams. So so that's the thing. Sutton's going to get a big push this week in Denver. I would be shocked if in cash pools, Sutton wasn't. Because, again, this trade came after 
the values were posted. Right. So the Sutton kid in Denver is going to be, I'm going to guess, 60 to 75% owned in cash pools. Right. Everyone's going to go reaching for him because he's going to have a huge upside. He's going to have a huge ceiling. He has a terribly low floor, but he has his ceiling just like went straight up. So, all right. So there's there's some people there. Tennessee at Dallas. I'm not touching anybody in that game. No. Even Zeke. Nope. Even Zeke. Now let's go to the other way. Okay. Which of these games do you really like? The Kansas City at Cleveland? Okay. The Tampa at Carolina? All right. Or the Rams at New Orleans? From a fantasy standpoint? I think from a DFS standpoint, yeah. All right, so let's say those one more time. Rams, Kansas Saints. City at yep. Cleveland. Right. Tampa at Carolina. Mm-hmm. Or the Rams at New Orleans. Mm. I mean, I, I love- would say because their secondaries are so iffy, the Rams and Saints. Okay, so let's let's break it down. Kansas City at Cleveland. There's a ton of Kansas City players you like. Hill may be injured. We don't know what his status is. I didn't see a practice report from Wednesday. I think he was limited, but I'm not sure. Um, someone's calling me from Alabama. Um. Mahomes is usable but expensive. Right. I don't think anyone's on the Brown because they just had a major coaching change. That's it. That's it. And I think they're going to not be good. So I'm going to count <laughs> off on my hand the number of people not salary dependent that are usable on the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Pat Mahomes, Kareem Hunt, Sammy Watkins had a big game because Hill was hurt. Hill, if he comes back, Travis Kelsey. There's five names. How do you feel about their defense? Better. I think their defense is usable this week. I used them last week as a value play, and they shot up like $500 on DraftKings salary. Absolutely usable. There are cheaper options out there. True. And we'll get to that. Name five players on Cleveland you feel comfortable using in a DFS lineup. Go. Yeah, maybe Jarvis Landry. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So that Are game's... you off the Njoku train? I am. T- the Njoku train went by the Joe Mixon train, <laughs> and the Joe Mixon train went, bro, you're training wrong. You're, 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 you don't know how to train. <laughs> I actually released Njoku today. So if you're listening from our league and Craig is like already grabbing his phone, like David Njoku, because, you know, <laughs> no, tight no, end I'm good. Well. I'm good at tight end. All right. So no usable people. All right. Tampa at Carolina. Tampa. Fitzpatrick. If Could he you? Plays, maybe. He's, he's the starter. Right. Fitzmagic is the starter. He is. Howard. Does that, does that change to Sean Jackson? Does that change? Uh, Peyton Barber has been better. So maybe yeah. three or four guys there you could say. Oh, that's, that's two. That's two. Okay. Oh, is that the door? That's the door. Okay, that's two. So we're getting close. Getting wow. Close. This is just freaking karma Sir, right swear here. Swear to God, man. Last Ten years, years. No, no one was at this door. Nobody. And we've had... Th- there it is. Whoa. I hope to God the mics picked that up. <laughs> we're podcasting up here, kids. Keep it down. Take your candy and go home. Be safe out there. Okay, so Tampa, So Tampa, we've got two or three. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know if the mics picked that up. They probably didn't. It definitely did. It definitely did. We'll keep it in. Good. Well, yes, keep it in. It's freaking Halloween, man. This is what we get. So a month ago, side sidebar, a month ago, I said to Craig, I'm like, you know, Halloween falls on a Wednesday. It's a recording night. Craig goes, don't worry about it. We never get trick or treaters here. I'm like, are you sure we could move it up or back? No, we'll be fine. So here we are in Halloween. We've got two. We're one away from the over under. Okay. So Tampa, there's two, maybe three guys you could use. Right. Carolina. McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Maybe you can, can put him you, in as a flex. Do you trust you, Cam Newton? You know, the the, the he's fantasy, not going to throw for 300 yards. The fantasy guru's big on him this week. I don't know that I am. They did fire their de- the Bucks did fire the defensive coordinator. Well, that that's so that's probably a plus. Yeah. So I, I so there's like three. So right now there are more people on the Kansas City Chiefs than there are in the Tampa Bay Carolina game. You would want to use right now. Let's talk about Rams New Orleans Rams. Golf is usable in extreme circumstances. Yes. Todd Gurley is a must-use. Cooper yep. Cup is usable. Brandon Cooks is usable. And Rant Robin Woods is is usable. Bob. Big Bob. That's five. Yep. New Orleans. 
had a terrible game this week. I had a New Orleans lineup. I forgot they were on the road. Even <laughs> still, in Minnesota, they should have been better because they were indoors. Right. At but home. they're home. At home, the splits are very strong on the offense. So usable in New Orleans is Breeze, Kamara, Ingram, Thomas, Traquan Smith, uh, Benjamin uh, Watson. The other receiver. Cameron Meredith? Maybe. He isn't quite. But I'm already up but, to six without yeah. really thinking about it. Right there. Right there. So there, in that game, there's 11 people you can use, and that's why the over-under is 60. There's 11 people in the Rams-Saints game you can you use. You could just use Rams and Saints if you really wanted. Well, the problem is fitting them all into a lineup. Right. No, cost definitely is an Cost issue, becomes an issue. an issue, and that segues into our DFS chat for this week. So I'm going to pull up the metric. Hello, computer. All right, and I'll pull up DraftKings to see if we can afford this. Yeah, you know what? Okay, go ahead, because I've already played with this a little bit. We are going to leave the flex empty. Okay. We're gonna intentionally... Are we doing Thursday through Monday? Are we doing... Do it just do Thursday through Monday just so we have every player available. All righty. We'll talk about... If there's a guy who comes on Thursdays, we'll talk about it. All right. Okay, so guys, the metric likes in quarterback. There is a lot of high-value options at quarterback because, and I don't know why this is, but a lot of the values are down. There are 10 guys... That I have projected at 4x. Okay. 10. And I'm, I, I want to say this very carefully because <laughs> I have Marcus Mariota projected at 4x because he's only $4,800. Okay. Would I use, does that mean I would use Marcus Mariota? Hell no. Not <laughs> in a chance. But it tells me that more than half of the starting quarterbacks this week are expected to have big offensive games. So who's on this list? Who would I use? Okay. The top of the list is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is at 5,500. Um, but I've, I've had him projected for about 23 points and that really helps him. Would I use him? No, because the next name, next name down mm-hmm. is $200 more expensive. And I really like him. And that's Matt Ryan. I really like Matt Ryan this week. I understand they're at Washington, but I really now think his average points is 26 a game. His average is 26, 26.4. He's so hit or miss. He is so hit or miss. I mean, I guarantee if you looked at his distribution, it'd be bimodal. It's always like 10 or 30. You know what I mean? It's yep. it's 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 very sketchy. All right, so we'll put Matt Ryan in. Well, let, let me go through my top five, and then you can decide which one you like. You okay. Trust Mars. All right. Aaron Rodgers is my number three. Green Bay at New England has the potential to be a shootout, which is why I was shocked its over-under wasn't higher. I don't think either defense is really that great. Uh, number four is Case Keenum, because Houston's secondary isn't very good, and Keenum is less than 5K. Finally on my list of cheap guys is, believe it or not, Tom Brady at 6,500. I think Tom Brady is going to score about 27 points and he's only 6,500. So your choice, give me Fitz, Ryan, Rogers, Keenum, or Brady. Who do you trust most? Um, You know what? Let's go. Let's go with Ryan. Okay. Go with Ryan. And what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and build one value play at each position, quarterback through tight end and actually through defense. And then we're going to fill in with higher quality and stacked players. Right. All right. So that's, that's, that's our approach this week. So running back. A lot less to work with this week. A lot of people are off. A lot of people are off, and a lot of people's prices have gone up. I have six guys in the value range. I'll give you the top five. Okay. I really like Peyton Barber this week. I think they're going to run with him a lot. He has been getting steadily better. I really like him. And ready for this? Mm-hmm. He's 3600 on DraftKings. How is Peyton Barber that freaking treat? Is he, is, he on, is he on your screen right now? He's questionable. He's questionable? As of right now. Okay. Go to his game log. Okay. 
Starting backwards, starting with the most recent game, read off his fantasy totals according to DraftKings. 14 and a half. Before that? Three. Before that? 26, 20.6. Okay, so he's had one bad game in the last three. Before that? It was on a bye. All right, before the bye? Four. Okay, before that? Three. Before that? 3.9. Okay, so he struggled in the beginning of the season, but two of his last three games, he has been in double digits and solid. If he gets to 11 points, he's value. And you're safe with him playing Carolina. Yes. Yes. It tells you on there. It tells you right there when you look at his his page, what his opposing rank is. What's the opposing rank underneath his portrait or underneath his number? It should tell you what his the, the opposing rank gives up against running backs. It should be a little number. OPR. Um, 14. 14. Middle of the pack. Average defense. So I like him. The, num- the number two guy on my list, I don't like. The metric loves him because all the numbers are in line. Okay. Doug Martin. Don't like it. Not a fan of Doug. Not a fan of Doug Martin. Number three, don't like this one either, Aaron Jones. All right. Number four is an intriguing play to me, Nick Chubb. Really? Nick, Nick Chubb. <laughs> Only 4,500 on DraftKings. Do the math, folks. That's 13 and a half points. Can Nick Chubb, without Carlos Hyde there, while Duke Johnson eats a sandwich... <laughs> Can he get into the end zone and get you like four catches and some yards to get to 13 points? Yeah, I think he can. I love it. It's an intriguing play. It's a risk. It is a risk. And again, remember this. It's a tournament play. Remember this. It's at home against Kansas City. If Nick Chubb doesn't touch the ball, it's because Kansas City scores on its first three possessions. It's 21 to three. And Baker Mayfield goes, I don't care what the sideline calls. I'm going to throw. Right. Otherwise, Chubb looks like a good option here. Kansas City's defense is terrible against the run, and they're getting better. They are. But they're getting better against the pass more so than the run. Yes. So I have Chubb at four. Number five, number five is Chris Carson because the, Clipper, the Clippers. <laughs> Wrong sport. <laughs> the L.A. Chargers. They're in the wrong right city, at least. The Chargers' run defense has been abysmal. I mean, it just you could just run all over them. Um, and Carson's only forty seven hundred, so all he needs is fourteen points. Yeah, can he get the fourteen points? Yeah, maybe. So on that list, Peyton Barber, Doug Martin, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Chris Carson. Who's your value pick? Um, I'm gonna go with Barber. I, I am too. Just I love Peyton Barber. He's thirty six hundred. He is so and cheap. That is gonna let you pay up so much more for a receiver or the flex. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about wideouts. All right. And then we'll open another beer. Wideouts, super thin this week. I have four guys on my list. <laughs> mm. Of these four guys, I like one of them. Okay. Number one is Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton, his salary was set at 3900 before they found out he was going to be the number two. So now his projections are up to around 14, maybe 15 points because people think they're going to target him for a second straight game. What did he have last week? I see you have the game 10. log open. 10.8. 10.8. And what was his salary? It should be right next to the 10.8. 3,800. 3,800. So he didn't make value. He did not. He should have had 10. No, that is value. 10.4. Oh, okay. 10.4. So he just, okay, he just, he just squeezed it. over the value. Now he's going to be targeted more. And Houston can't stop the deep ball. So Cortland Sutton's getting a lot of attention. The problem is everyone's going to use him. Right. Absolutely not usable. In cash games, or unless you unless unless you just want unless you have something that's going to differentiate yourself yourself somewhere else, can't use him in cash games. He has an absolute no use in tournament. You can't. Right. Number two on my list is Jakeem Grant. Who? Yes, I have to be honest. I had to look up who this person was. He's in Miami. He's in Miami. He's their long ball threat. Couple was it last week or the week before? Pull up his game log. 
Yep. What was his last week? 7.6. What was the week before? 5.2. Week before that? 6.2. Okay, I don't know why the hell he's this high. Uh, um, well, week three, he was 21. Yeah, but that was week three. That was six weeks ago. I mean, this is... Week one, he was 14.8. He's their deep threat. So that says to me that... Um, and again, this is an amalgamation of multiple sources. I use a lot of different folks to get these numbers. So that says to me a lot of the experts think that Miami can throw deep against the Jets. Can Miami throw deep against the Jets? How bad is the Jets secondary? Remember at the beginning of the year when I said the Jets are the Jets? Yes. They're still the Jets. But you so. can't run on the Jets. That's but, true. Except, yes, you can. <laughs> you can. Uh, generally, history, the Jets do play better when they play Miami. Like, they're usually good games. Yeah. Um, so... There's always a potential for a Jet Dolphin game to be a wild shootout. Oh my god! It's the anniversary of that game. Which one? The uh, was that the Monday night game or the Sunday night game where the Jets came back to win? Was that Manning versus Asiason? No, no, Not that Manning. was that was Testaverde. Was was it Testaverde versus Marino? Uh, I can look up who the Dolphins quarterback was. It, ha- it had to be Dan M, right? They haven't had decent quarterbacks since. No, uh, but yeah, I can look that up. The idea uh, of the, the idea of using. <laughs> Jakeem Brent Brent got dis- Brent got distracted by his beer. <laughs> that that's the thought of Jakeem Jakeem Grant. And I mean, and that there's two more names on this list, and I don't like either of them better. That should tell you something. I've got Cortland Sutton and Jakeem Grant on my list, and I don't like either of these next two guys anymore. Well, I like one of them actually. All right, but all right. So what was that game? Uh, it was a Monday Night Miracle, October 23rd, 2000. Uh, let me see who played here. Jets comeback. Uh, yep, Curtis Martin was on the field. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, the Dolphin quarterback was Jay Fiedler. Oh my gosh, Jay Fiedler. Jay Fiedler versus Vinny Testaverde. Oh my god. Epic matchup for the ages. Yep. The Jets scored 30 points in the fourth quarter. Wow. <laughs> Alright, so we're moving on from that. Yeah. So Jakeem Grant's an option. The next one's DJ Moore. I just don't no. think again, another long field option. I don't remember I, how we were saving up. You're gonna do it in receiver this week. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna probably save up receiver. I don't like DJ Moore either. Here's the guy I like, Traquan Smith. New Orleans, he's their deep threat. Go ahead and pull him up. You're going to see he's had a couple of big weeks, and then last week he did crap. What's it? All right, go backwards, read his game logs. All right, beginning of the year, zero. No, no, start start with most recent. Oh, 4.8. Okay, now before that. 7.4. And before that. They were off. And before that. 29.1. And before that. Zero. The 29.1 was against who? Washington. A team you can throw on. He had three receptions for 111 yards and two touchdowns. So Drew, Drew Brees just had his worst statistical passing yard game of like ever last week against Washington? Minnesota. Minnesota. Because Minnesota played a very simple upfront deep cover field. That's why Michael Thomas was run, running free across the middle all night was because they were willing to give up four and five yard chunks to prevent him getting anywhere near the, the far end of the field. The Rams aren't going to do that. The Rams are no, not going to play And that. the Rams' defense is not as good as everyone thought they were going to be. Yes. And don't forget, the Minnesota held him to that without Xavier Rhodes on the field. Their best defender was out. Oh, was he? Yeah, Xavier oh. Rhodes didn't play. So that's why they kind of made a shift in the philosophy. So I think Traquan Smith is going to run a little deeper. But I'll leave it to Craig because he's the man making the lineup. Cortland Sutton, Jakeem yep. Grant, DJ Moore, or Tra- Traquan Smith. Um, I like Smith in this, um, because he's playing the Rams and the Rams secondary is really, I would absolutely go Smith or I would go Sutton. So you're going to go Smith. Yep. All right, let's move on to tight end. Okay. There are no value (laughs) plays at tight end. None. I'm not joking. 
the number one guy on my list is only going to make 2.9x, and that's Austin Hooper. Here's the thing about using Austin Hooper. You love you some Austin Hooper. I do love Austin, Ho- Austin Hooper. Here's the thing. And he had two really big games before last week. What happened during those two games where he really exploded? Can you pull up his game log for me? Sure. Find me Austin Hooper and read his last three games. Okay, last week, 7.8. Week 6, 22.1. Week five, 16.7. Do you know what happened in weeks five and six? Uh, What happened? Calvin Ridley and Muhammad Sanu were both limited or out. That's a valid point. They both played last week. They did. And what did he score? 7.8. He had three receptions for 48 yards. So I've got him for 11. I basically have him two more catches for 20 more yards. Okay. I'm not convinced on it, but if you're going to use Matt Ryan, and he's only 3,800, the next guy down is Cameron Brait, but I've only got him slated for six points. Yeah, because especially with O.J. Howard playing again. Yeah, so I kind of like Hooper here, but there's really no value plays at tight end, so just it's kind of what you can afford to do. Okay. By the way, I just want to say for the record, mm-hmm. last week I did make a couple of bucks in DFS, and the the freaking lineup that paid off the best was my stupid jet stack. I talked last week. I was going to stack the jets. You did, and I Bobby, heard a lot of people after that saying, don't touch the jets. Right. Robbie Anderson didn't play. I pulled Robbie Anderson, and who was the next guy up that I could afford? Tyler Boyd, who had 26 points. Tyler Boyd got very upset I traded him to you. <laughs> yes. Well, that's that's another thing. But here's the thing. Darnold made 3x value. Darnold. I said it again. Darnold made 3x value. Herndon yep. made 3x value. He was only 2,800. He caught a touchdown. The moment a guy <laughs> who's only 2,500 or so catches a touchdown, that's seven points. Yeah, that that's skyrockets instant his value. freaking value. If he catches three balls for 15 yards, but one of them's a touchdown, he is value at $2,800. Yeah. So, consequently, Herndon is up to 3K this <laughs> week. Um, I think he was $2,600, $2,700. So, I'm like an Austin Hooper here. All right. All right. Defensive team. Yeah, he was over. <laughs> I want you all to take a deep breath with me on this one. You're going to pick the Browns, aren't you? <laughs> I'm not taking the Browns. I want you to get on board the simple fact that no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Did you see them? Three quarters of a game they played against New England on Monday night. Their defense looked spectacular. Looked like they knew what they were doing. New England put Cordell Patterson in the backfield for that game because they were convinced they could outthink the Bills. And Cordell Patterson had one yard, one rush for like 12 yards, and he had a total of 10 rushes for like 25 yards. Yeah. That's it. He had one rush for 12 and then nine rushes for a total of 13. They bottled him. They did. They wound up losing, but they, they, did. they played well. They did, but you know why they lost that game? Because of the pick six. The first pick six the Patriots used. And by the way, I used the Patriots in that freaking lineup with Sam Darnold, <laughs> and that's how I made my money this weekend. Again, value plays. Yeah, the Bills are 2300 And here's the thing. They're playing at home against Chicago. I'm sorry, Sean. Chicago's offense is not good. Chicago's offense is Tariq Cohen. Yes. <laughs> And Mitchell Trubisky's going to have to throw the ball to Allen Robinson and company once in a while. And that sucks. So I like that. And here's the thing. So everyone's like, oh, well, I know you're listening to me right now and going, well, the Bills, they're still the Bills. They're 2,300 on draft So games. fantasy points yeah. uh, last couple weeks. Yeah, agree it backwards. Three, negative two, 14, 12, six. Who were the 14 and the 12 against? Tennessee and Houston. Is the Chicago offense better than Tennessee and Houston? They're better than Tennessee. Who's the, who's the negative against? Uh, Indy. Okay, come on. They, Andrew they, Luck is thrown everywhere. They lost 37 of 5. And that was the week that Marlon Mack came back. Wasn't it week 6? That was week 7. So I was week the second seven. week back. 
Yeah, no, that was that was the second week. But he had another thirty point game, so you can run on them, but you can't throw on them. I'll take Tariq Cohen over Marlon Mack any day of the week. So the Bills are a value play. All right, but 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 just wait a second. Don't order yet. <laughs> I really like the Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings. Really? Yes. Visiting defense, huh? They're twenty one hundred dollars. That's a valid point. So here's the question for Craig. Those are the two value defenses. I like the Chiefs this week, but they're up to 2700 because they've been on a roll. And I don't like, I like the fade hot teams. If you have one week, if you have one week at 14 points and you've been at three points the rest of the time, I fade you. Do you like the Bills or do you like the Lions better this week in DFS? Um, I'm going to say the Bills because they're home. So you're going to, so I, you use the Bills in this lineup? Yes. Okay. Sliding Craig his Rosemary's baby, which is staying cool in my uh, state-of-the-art uh, Thank you. cooler over here. All right, so now. Put the Bills in a defense. All right. He's putting it in. There you go. Search. They're like near the bottom. <laughs> All right. What is our available salary? Uh, 30400 And what's our salary per position? 7600 Okay. So let's, let's, let's play crazy thinking. All right. Go to wide receiver okay. and put in Julio Jones. 7900 Now we have the full stack we want. We use, do we use Hooper? Yes. So now we have the full stack we want with Ryan, Jones, and Hooper. What do we got left? Uh, 22 and a half, and the average is 7,500. Okay. We I need think... a running back, a wide receiver, and a flex. Which I, like going, I like going cheap at wide receiver. We're not going to do the flex. Right. I like going cheap at wide receiver so we okay. can go heavy at running back. Okay. What do you think about using... Who else had a big... Who else had a big over-under? Do we, do we jump on the Cortland Sutton bandwagon? Uh, we could. Mm. Denver's, in a, Denver's in one of those low games, so let's say no. Or Sammy Watkins is 4,900. You know what? Do it. Put Sammy Watkins in because Tyreek Hill might not play. That leaves us 8,800 for two spots. 8,800? That's it? Oh, I'm sorry. Average. That's the average. What's average. our total? 17,6. Uh, okay. Go into running back. Yep. The top two running backs in total points on my projections this week mm-hmm. are Gurley yep. and Hunt. Which one do you like better? Keep in mind, Gurley's averaging 30 points, but he's going up against a much better defense. I really like Hunt, but I'm also biased. Hold on, True. you know what? Let me let me let me look. Let me give you some options. I'm gonna give you the top three guys in my overall projections. Which give me a second requires sure. me to resort the projections. Dude, I'll open this while you do that. Yeah, do that. <sighs> All right. Bush. Oh god, I know where you're gonna go with this. My top five in total <laughs> points are yeah. Todd Gurley, twenty two, Kareem Hunt, twenty one, Kamara, twenty, Connor, nineteen, James White, nineteen. Wow. So if we did Kamara, go ahead, do it. Put him in. That leaves us ten thousand three hundred for the flex. It, it, and you know which, what that means? You can anyone. put beep there. Anyone, <laughs> anyone much, you want. How much is Todd Gurley? If we were to use Todd Gurley, Todd which Gurley we're not, be, which we're not, Todd Gurley would be ninety five hundred. So okay, so go back to our lineup, leaving flex empty. Yep. We used Matt Ryan at quarterback. Yep. Then at running back, we used one value play mm-hmm. and one chalk. Right. At wide receiver, we used. One value, one chalk, and one mid-range guy in one of the high over-unders. Yep. At tight end, we used value. Mm-hmm. And at defense, we used value. Right. And that left us enough money at flex to do whatever we want. Yep. There it is, folks. That is how you win a cash game. That is how you win a cash game. I'm telling you. Personally, in flex, I prefer running backs, but... Have you... Um, is there still room in our weekly free play right now? I don't know. If so, I think you should enter that into the weekly free play. 
All right. And, oh, the free play's full. Oh. Sorry. Wah, wah. Sorry, so you can't even get into the free play right now. But there's a couple of freebie games, like Buffalo Wild Wings has a freebie showdown. Yeah, we'll throw it in one. Yeah, we'll throw it into something. But that's the kind of game we're talking about, folks. That's it. That's all you got to do. Now, here's a question for you. Yeah. <clears throat> would you, with the money left over from the flex spot, because you're clearly going to have money left over. Yes. Would you upgrade another spot? I might. I might consider upgrading it uh, at defense or tight end. I like the wideouts we chose, so I'm not going to go play there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, there's better defenses, but they're just more expensive. I mean, you use, the, and that's the thing. Just because I say you should use a value play there doesn't mean when you go, when you're done with your lineup, if you like your lineup and you have $1,200. Don't change it if you really like it. <laughs> well, but I mean, if you're, if you're sitting there on a Thursday or Friday night and you've got $1,200 left over, don't be afraid to sit there and go, I went too cheap here. I'm going to upgrade. Right. You know, if you're sitting there playing, who do we use in defense? The Bills? Bills. If you're sitting there and you can afford the Bears, go ahead and do it. If it's a team you really like on defense, go ahead and do it. I'm all about stacking high output games. Now, here's the thing. We didn't use anybody from that. Who do we use in that ramp? Who do we use in our lineup from the Rams uh, New Orleans game? Uh, Trey Smith. And that's it. Now, again, that's we it. could. We did not put anyone flex. We, so. we have the flex open. We could use that flex space. You may want to look at it and say, you know what? Instead, I'm going to stack New Orleans. Instead of talking about a Ryan stack, maybe I'm going to, instead, I'm going to take Ryan out, put Drew Brees in at quarterback, stack Brees with Smith. We used Kamara, didn't we? We did. There's your stack. If you substitute, uh, take out Ryan and put in Drew Brees. Drew, there he is. What does that leave us for flex? 9,300. Still a ton of money for us to use. The person you could not afford is Gurley. A ton of money for us to use. And with one change, with just changing the quarterback, we went from an Atlanta stack to a New Orleans stack like that. Yep. It's doable, folks. It's doable. So my advice this week. Use value in your quarterback and your defensive slot. Use one value in your running back and your wide receiver slot. And then use your chalk because it's there. Yep. It's doable. Exactly. And let me tell you, last week I was doing, you know what's really bad about uh, DFS? Injuries. Injuries. I know where this is going. Go ahead. Rant on, brother. Yep. Yep. Um, I was up by a fair amount before halftime. And then certain people hurt their groin. Namely on the Chiefs, and then he didn't play anymore, and then it went down to not so much. <laughs> on the plus side, you almost you made me an offer for him, and I said no. You did, you did. So I saved you there. You did, yeah. I but helped this you out. like the last couple of weeks, injuries mid game have really killed. Yeah, DFS for but me. But there's no way to predict. That no, there stuff. isn't. There's so no way. it's really bad when you when you play DFS. You're like, oh my god, I'm up fifty bucks. It's the second quarter, and then halftime comes, and the third quarter starts, and you're like, ah, oh, I'm up four dollars. <laughs> the best thing so i did a, i did a captain's pool on the monday night game you're good at those uh, you know what i've struggled lately it's about identifying that one guy, guy and then filling night. him in with the guys who are going to produce if your guy doesn't have a little flame next to his name you're not going to win nope your captain if has to have the if flame. it's a snowflake you're, you're you're done oh you're done if your captain has a snowflake you're done i did a different thing this week i used the guys i wanted to use in the flex first i usually okay. build from the captain down this time I built flex up. I knew I wanted to use the Patriot defense because I knew the Bills were inept. Right. I knew I wanted to use one of their kickers. I ended up going with Hoshka. It used, ended up being a pretty much a moot point. They were pretty much the same. And then I filled in and I looked to see who can I slide up into that captain spot. 
And lo and behold, I found I could use Julian Edelman. Really? And I slid Julian Edelman up and filled in with the kicker down below. Mm -hmm. And I cleaned up on the double up. It saved my week. I was at I was I was break even and this came out and made really? my week. Yeah. Huh. So it was a big move. But anyway, running out of time. We are. Yes. So uh, Craig, the, the, talk door, to me. the doorbell ring was two. Two. The two is the ring. So yeah, that's not your final thought. Give me a final no. thought. Uh yeah, it's mid season already. We're halfway through, brothers. It's crazy. And sisters, halfway through. That's crazy. Um yeah, the NFL the NFC East is a mess. Yes. Um my Bengals prove they're still horrible in primetime games, but I still think they're going to win a playoff game this year. It better be at one or four o'clock. I hope so. <laughs> uh, I think they're going to win a playoff game this year. So but... the pri the schedule comes out and the 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 Bengals <laughs> get the Saturday seven p.m. game and Craig goes, "I'm going to the mall." <laughs> yep. See you later. Going to get a drink. See you later. <laughs> I'm done. <sighs> yeah, and again, um, I know I've been saying this a lot lately. Just don't change your lineup last minute. Yeah. Unless someone's broken. Yes. But yeah, don't change the last minute if you really like it. Trust your gut, folks. Trust the analytics. Trust your gut. Follow injuries. Injuries are the only reason you should make last minute changes. That's why I took Tyler Boyd over Robbie Anderson. Follow your gut. My last thought has nothing to do with football. All right. Really quick aside. Next Tuesday is election day. Every state has important races. There has never been a more important midterm election, in my opinion, in history. I don't care where you lean, if you're a liberal, a conservative, what have you. We try to be apolitical on this show while we make fun of both sides periodically. The only wrong vote is the vote that's not cast. Go to your damn polling station, wait in line for 10 minutes, and fill out a ballot for the love of all that is holy. <laughs> Because I see so much complaining on Facebook. Oh, I don't like this person. And this person stinks. Well, then vote, damn it. it. Voter apathy is the only thing you can do wrong. So please, take my advice. Take a cue. Go vote. Because when we see you next week, the elections will be over and you won't have a chance. That's Until right. then, leave us reviews. Stitcher, iTunes, Player FM, Spotify, wherever you listen to us, email us, fignuts at uh, gmail.com. Damn, there's beers going <laughs> in my head. I had to think about my own email address. Twitter us at fignutsdfs. I have not had an email from a fan probably about two weeks, and that's unusual. Email me. Ask me questions. I will gladly include in the show. Um, and until then, we will be back next week. Uh, I What am I forgetting? Uh, I think that's it. I said iTunes review. Normally, you correct yeah. me on the iTunes review. It's all, yeah, iTunes reviews. That's it's a big one. Always a big one. We're up to 10. Nice. Um, all right. Well, until then, I am Britt. I'm Craig. We're the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Happy Halloween, everybody. Shh.